What's up, you'll hear it. Hey, this is Bob Deboo, the host of the Upright Citizens podcast. Got a question for you. How would you like to get inside the mind of one of the most recorded musicians of all time? Well, here's your chance. The legendary bassist Ron Carter will join the Open Studio community on June 14th for an exclusive one-time-only live mentor session. You don't want to miss this. To learn the secrets to the maestro's iconic sound, gain insights to his unique musical mind in real time, pick his brain on his illustrious career, and get answers that'll propel your music to new heights. Join today and unlock your free 14-day trial at openstudiojazz.com. Then you'll be able to not only join the maestro in this exclusive conversation, but dig into his brilliant course, Blueprint for Jazz Bass, and so much more. So sign up now. Peace. Hey, Peter Martin. How is your jazz? What a ham. I'm Adam Annis. I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast for some reason. Is, could I find a cornier rhythm? I don't think so. Wait, give me a minute. Nope, can't do it. Uh, daily jazz advice coming out. I love you. it that we've had actual requests about people talking. They want us to talk a little bit about our comedic banter. Like it's really? actually a thing. Oh, really? Do tell. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh, we amuse ourselves so. Uh, okay, so today's episode is sponsored by Open Studio. Yes. Go to openstudionetwork.com to check out all the great courses. We got courses by Peter Martin. We got courses by what? Christian McBride. We have what? courses by Jeffrey Keezer. That's slacker. Diane Reeves, Sean Jones, Gregory Hutchinson, Ulysses Owens Jr., Ruben Rogers. The list goes on and on and on. Yeah, Peter Sprague, Adam Manis, the new Jazz Glossary. That's right. I was checking glossary. that out. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Out. Did you learn anything? I did. There's some, well, some <laughs> reminders. There's some good foundational material there. Uh, so today we're talking about rhythm. we got another speak pipe. He spoke into the pipe. Okay. 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 Bad rhythm. Let's, let's hear it. This is from Patrick. We've had a couple from Patrick before. Let's check it out. Cool. Hey, Open Studio. This is Patrick from Anacortis. Uh, when I try to play uh, intentionally with melody and harmony foremost, trying to play what I hear, I'm finding that my rhythmic intention uh, drops out. Like I don't have enough energy to keep all three of those things in balance together. And I'm wondering if maybe you've got some ideas for how to practice uh, keeping the rhythmic intention foremost while we work on shifting energy into the melodic and harmonic ideas and, and playing what we hear there. Maybe it's an opportunity to uh, bring in some advice from some of our great drum instructors at Open Studio, or maybe you'll say I'm smoking too much speak pipe again. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for help with uh, not losing the groove. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Now, just a public service announcement, everyone. Don't smoke the speak pipe. That's right. Okay, we have no idea what they put in that thing. Well, it depends on what jurisdiction you reside in, whether or not it's even legal to smoke speak pipe. I mean, pipe. for our listeners in Colorado, it's fine. Of Amsterdam. Course. Canada. Totally cool. Canada, yeah, yeah. yeah. Canada. Uh, if you're here in Missouri, not a good idea so yet, much. although you can carry a little bit of speak pipe with you and it's yeah. decriminalized. That's right. All right. <laughs> We're working on it. Um, so, okay, cool. Thank you for that question. I think this is a good... Um, thing to think about and i you know i actually don't think this is as much about rhythm this seems to be the one area where confidence comes for many players in the in the kind of jazz continuum of development 
confidence comes later of yeah. the three kind of main elements. We talk about melody, harmony, and rhythm. Um, and I, I really believe that for most people, it's um, a little bit of a psychological barrier to get over. The people going in, because I hear a lot of things like, you know, oh, my rhythm... I don't have good rhythm. People say this like I can't dance or whatever. It's like one of these things that becomes a self-fulfilling pro- prophecy. And look, we all start out. I mean, to me, it's easier to have an innate sense of rhythm, a sort of natural talent for that. I see that more in people until they start talking themselves out to it or letting other people talk themselves out to, out of it than even melody or harmony. Like those are kind of more complex things in terms of how you apply those skills to your instrument, whereas rhythm is something that I think we all kind of have a little bit better than we do, but it's it's definitely something that culturally can can be pulled out of us. So if you look to people that have a really good sense of rhythm without necessarily having to work at it in a real methodical way with their instrument, you might find some clues on how you can develop that confidence as well. Now, this is easier said than done. I know I'm just saying, oh, it's all in your mind. Just just do better, you know, and that's not the way it works. But at least that mindset shift and just sort of allowing yourself to to maybe be a little more confident than you are and let your sense of rhythm out that's mm. already there could help. When you go to play, and he talked about, you know, kind of, I, I love this sort of, you know, intentionality. I think he used that word. Intentionally playing what he hears, what, what we hear, it's that's great to do, but we don't want the intentionality to become like this overly calculating and conscious way of playing because that's going to be the hardest to sort of regulate melody rhythm harmony and many other myriad of other things that we have to be applying to our playing whereas we want things to be a little bit more spontaneous when we're actually playing so it's like how do you and we're always talking about this how do you make that leap from like very intentional practice to less not necessarily less intentional but less conscious playing yeah i think because then the rhythm thing can kind of start to take care of itself in some ways if you're practicing and listening well, to the right things right so here's what i think might be going on because if he is doing this intentional thing of of only playing what he hears and he's really let it go yeah and then the rhythm suffers that to me says that patrick maybe you don't have the rhythmic vocabulary developed from mm-hmm. listening from collecting those rhythmic things that are yours uh, you don't have that as developed as those other yeah. you know, pillars of your playing. And that's something that needs to be worked on. It's something that's kind of the hardest thing to practice, yeah. right? Because we can easily see a scale and yeah. see that a D uh, dominant scale goes over a D7 chord. Like that's easy to, to conceptualize. And then our, our little lizard brains want to put that into patterns of, you know, triads or sevens or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's easy to calculate. Rhythmic things you would think is easy to calculate, but it's, it's more of a it's more of like a personality trait than almost any other part of the playing. So you have to, you have to, to collect these things that come out. You have to collect your like sense of, of groove, your sense of syncopation rhythms that you love and be able to put them places that you need to put them. Yeah. Uh, I think there's also a technical thing involved in rhythm, being able to control rhythmically all over the instrument is that's the technical challenge, right? Yeah. Like, can I do in the middle of the keyboard on white keys, the same thing I can do, reaching out way yep. at the top on white and black keys. Yep. That's a technical challenge. Like that that those kind of things need to be addressed to get the rhythm strong. Well, that would speak to to something that we preached before, which is concentrating specifically on rhythm when you're scale practice the kind of controlled environment Gotta things on what it, on any instrument. The same way a drummer, you might think like, okay, well drummers have better rhythm or whatever. But part of the thing is like when they practice, you know, rudiments 
um, and specific exercises, the equivalent of their scales, yep. you know, of scales for another instrument, um, they're able to focus, I think, on rhythm in a way because, I mean, melody and harmony, like, that's it's, it's, it's not an innate part of actually what they're doing. I know that there's applications for that in terms of when you're playing with a group, but it's really about a rhythmic foundation. And I don't believe a drummer, I mean, yeah, maybe people who have better rhythm you know, end up going over to drums. Yeah, partly, but also it's like they are concentrating on that practice, but we can yeah. replicate a lot of that we can. on our instruments. One thing you should. can do, Patrick, is do some do some self-reflection. Record yourself in these sessions if you're not already and listen for it. Don't smoke speak pipe before you no, self-reflect. No, you got to be clear-headed. Separate activity. Uh, record yourself and listen to where your rhythm fails. Like, so I remember years and years and years ago, uh, the, the rhythm of like one, two, three, four, da 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 for some reason, like I was always uh, early on that rhythm and I yep. would hear myself in practice whenever I needed to do something that started off the beat and ended off the beat. Yeah. It was always early, whatever. So I recognized that and then I literally just worked on that until it was like laying in the pocket like a drummer would. You yeah. know what I mean? But that's something that you don't really think about if you're only working on harmonic, melodic concepts, yeah. voicings and scales or whatever. But f sort of finding these rhythm rhythmic uh, patterns that are weak in your playing, in your hands and being like, okay, is that a technical thing? Am I just feeling that weird? What is that? And then being able to fix that, that could that could take you far. Well, and you mentioned something right at the beginning. You used the term rhythmic vocabulary. Yeah. And I think that this type of practice, what you're talking about is, you know, first of all, isolating certain rhythms that are going to be used. And that's really what a vocabulary is. The same totally. way we talk about learning different arpeggios or scales and then practicing those, getting the fingerings, depending on your instrument, whatever yeah. the technical thing is. But it's, it's true that most people don't do the same thing with rhythm. So it's no wonder then that that's the area that's sort of, you know, that's lacking in totally. terms of rhythm, melody, and harmony because we don't give the attention to the practice. But the, what happens is what I was talking about at the beginning is people get it in their mind. Oh, I have bad rhythm then. Mm -hmm. No, you, you, you have bad rhythm, but that, that's not like a self-fault as far as your talent. You haven't worked on it like the other things. Totally. You know, it's like you go into the gym and you're only doing upper body stuff and you're like one of those dudes that's big, swole, and they got the little, 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 little legs. chicken legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. I guess I'm not talented by legs. No, you've never done an exercise for your legs. It's going to... It's, it's not going to follow, you know. So, yeah. So record yourself playing with these different rhythms that, you know, on the beat rhythms, off the beat rhythms, triplets going between. Yeah. And, if and that's vocabulary. See, now you're developing what, right. vocabulary. If there's, you know, three over four, uh, all this, you know, four over three, whatever yeah. you want to do, like over the bar line stuff, see where that the discrepancy is with the metronome and fix it. And I think it starts really with like, um, you, you know, it's, it's vocabulary in the sense of, the, the learning of it and then the application of it. The yeah. application is more the part that will give it some time. And as long as you're listening when you're practicing, that'll come naturally and organically into your playing. It's not going to be instant, but that will start to come because you're going to be practicing and repeating something over and over again, training your ears to hear it correctly as your hands are manifesting that, you yeah. know? So if you're starting with a bit like, and I love your thing of like listening to something and that could be a recent performance or just record yourself playing over blues or something totally. simple. Yeah. And you know, everything from maybe a rhythm that you're like, Oh, I know that rhythm, like, you know, bodoo, bodoo, bop say like where you're starting on the upbeat but maybe it's like ooh, ba -doo, ba -doo, ba, and it's a little bit rushed or whatever so you isolate that rhythm and then just play that you can mix it up and play it some different melodies or whatever but you're really listening getting that metronome going doing those things then you're building up a vocabulary specifically of that rhythm and you're gonna be able to link that with different melodies and harmonies you know that's true and it's it, you know in a lot of ways I, I think but it's gonna necessitate number one 
listen to yourself yes so that you can find those things because you don't need to i mean it's fine to practice stuff that you can do but we're always saying you know it's like practice the stuff that you can't do practice the stuff that's hard that's where most people yep. get tripped up in this and they're oh, man jazz is so hard yeah. it's actually not that hard if if you figure out what you can do and figure out what you can't do and go straight to it's it's just yeah. there's enough elements that you need in it that it can get a little bit complex and 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 can be like an over overbearing on you if if, if you're not disciplined about hitting the stuff that's Hard, Pick you know? that one thing that you can't do. Work on that for a couple of weeks, and you'll be great. <laughs> like exactly. eventually, you're going to be really, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you keep doing that over and over again, I think listen is so crucial. Not just, I mean, listen to yourself, do this self-reflection, but you also need to collect this vocabulary. So listen to yeah. great players and their rhythms, and then yeah. listen to yourself again recorded and pick out the 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 phrasing, the rhythmic phrases that you're like, oh, that's lame. Right. And then take that, uh, subtract that from your playing. Never yeah, play that exactly, again. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Sometimes it's about what, yeah, learning what not to do. So, and, and that's really what's coming out of the listening of yourself. Like yeah. when you're going to be listening to the reference recordings, the great stuff that you love, that's mostly, if not all, like listening to the right stuff to acclimate your ears, to develop your ears, to give yourself ideas to try and then yep. to see what you need to develop. Listening to yourself, you don't need to listen to the stuff you do good and be like, whoo, I was killing. Let me practice that some more. No. Find the places where you're not killing yep. and practice that. That's right. That's, or just go on be a bet. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, <laughs> we've we've preached this from day one, but yeah. it's it's you got to find your weaknesses, address them, and then eventually, if you keep doing that again and again and again, you. you and back. really, listening to the great recordings is as much balancing out when you're going through. Like I think back to because sometimes I'm like, man, I don't listen to as much of the recordings that I love as I used to yeah. when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm also like, because I'm always trying to listen to new things. Yeah. I enjoy that, and there's just so much time. But I realize like. When I was younger and trying to develop, I was listening so much. I used to record myself a lot because I figured out that that's how you got better. Yeah. And it was painful. So, I, like, I needed an antidote to that to listen to some good stuff. You know? Right, right, I was right. like, I got tired. And, and mainly just practicing. I was always listening to myself. And I loved music. And my ears were, were developed before ahead of what I could play. So yeah. I wanted to hear good stuff. And you're not gonna, until you get good, you're yeah. not going to be able to hear good no, stuff. No, it's good to compare yourself like that and, and watch yourself get closer and closer to the yeah. ideal. Yeah. So thanks, Patrick. Great question. Yeah, thanks, and, Patrick. Uh, good, good stuff. Good man. luck with that, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a hugely important part, but yeah. uh, you got it. You know, there's, we have a little something over at Open Studio that would help folks with this, actually. What you get into in the jazz glossary. Yeah. You get into some rhythmic concepts, don't you? talk about some rhythmic concepts. Well, we yeah. have, if you have the all-access pass, you could also, like he, he alluded to, uh, go to one of our, our great drummer's courses. Right. Hutch or uh, Ulysses Owens Jr. That's and true. Check out how they approach rhythm, which is actually really, really good for any instrumentalist. Yeah, and there, therein is what why we opened up the All Access Pass in the first place. We know, I mean, we've got over a thousand lessons on the site now. We know nobody can go through all those in a year. Nope. But I, guess I mean, you good luck to you. Three yeah. a day, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, but the fact that you know exactly, like if 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 you say, well, I'd love to check out a drum lesson. I don't want to necessarily. I don't need to buy the whole course. Yeah. But you've got that access to jump in to jump out as needed. Yeah. Yeah. So. Come check that out at OpenStudioNetwork.com. Um, we have the all-access pass, all the courses. We've got some new stuff coming. And leave us a speak pipe. You'll leave hear us a speak pipe. Yeah. You'll hear it.com. Yeah. You can yeah. also check out the Open Studio blog. There are lots of great free information. That's right. You know check, check us out. And until right. um, yeah. tomorrow. You'll hear it.